I'm Athena Silver. I'm Anya River. And we are the Rebel Crow. Athena is a professional psychic medium and tarot reader, among other things. Anya is a tarot reader and an astrologer, among other things. We are so excited to invite you to check out our weekly podcast, where we have fun talking about magic, tarot, mythology, astrology, and everything witchy. Find us on YouTube and on all major podcasting platforms at the Rebel Crow Psychic Show. Um, we put out a podcast episode weekly. Um, you can find more information at rebelcrowpsychicshow.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rebel Crow Psychic Show with your host, Athena Silver. Hi, I'm Anya River. Tonight, we are giving you a complete guide about planetary magic, especially when it comes to working with the planet Jupiter. We can all use a little bit of celestial magic from the cosmos to brighten up our day. You can (laughs) use it with spell work. You can use it with um, healings. You can use it with protection work, with prosperity work. So we're going to get really deep into the many different aspects of planetary magic. Are you excited, Anya? Oh, yes, definitely. This is one of my favorite topics. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So let's get started. I want to know all about planetary magic, Anya. I know this is your thing. Like, I I realized this process, I am an Earth-based person. When you want to know about Earth-based traditions, I got you. But when you, yeah. want, to talk, when you want to talk about cosmic traditions, that's all you, girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and that's an interesting point that you bring up that I want to circle back to in a little bit. Right? Sure. Um, so... Planetary magic is a hermetic tradition. The, the way that I work, it's through the hermetic tradition. And um, it's, a, it's a really beautiful practice for several reasons, because really there is, it, it's a classical way of basically there's a planet for any kind of issue that you're having, right? And, um, and there's even, even, a separation between the personal and the universal problems as well. So you can really like, you can really look at your life and work backwards. You know how sometimes when you are working, when you hear about people who are working with deities, they are like basically called by a deity or, or, you know, and, and you don't really know what you are fully about to go into like very feminine kind of a thing. Like you're, you're going into it and you just don't know what the relationship is going to be maybe. And Mm -hmm. with the planetary, with planetary magic, you sort of, you sort of uh, kind of, I've had the, I've had the experience where I look at myself and go, okay, I, I need to work on this. And that is, you know, I need to work on my health and my vitality. And that is working with the sun. And you say, yeah. okay, well, now I can sort of like working backwards, you know, when you're working in a magical way. And there's another really good benefit um, for some people where if you are inclined to be sort of magical, but you're not so inclined to be like a devotee of a, of a deity that's like a lifelong relationship, planetary magic can be so great because, you know, as you are going to have the same respect for the planet that you're working with and, and it is a relationship, 
you're going to have that same respect that you would have for a deity. It's not necessarily a lifelong working, you know, so you can kind of, you can kind of open up a relationship and you always have that relationship, but it can be like closer and it can, and there, and then there can be times when you're not, when you're not working with that on a, on a regular basis and you can kind of fall back a little bit. Well, there's also deities associated with each planet. So in ancient times, a lot of, a lot of cultures used to work with the planets, but they were associated with a certain deity, you know, um, for instance, um, the Mayans worked along with Venus, but there was Mm -hmm. a, a, one of the deities from their pantheon associated with that planet. So it's, it's interesting how people see, you know, different personalities to the planets and, assi- and assign them kind of like humanistic characteristics, you know, yeah. to, to connect them, to bridge that gap, you know, because yeah. it's something so far away, so beyond them, you know, and to, and it makes you feel small. So when you have that connection, it's, it's deeper, you know, it's like timeless in a way. And I'm glad you brought up too that there's different ways, like different cultures work with with the planets in different ways, and and some will have deities attached to them in certain places, and it'll be different in different places. So I'm gonna go through the seven inner planets and what they are basically what they basically represent, and then specifically I want to talk about Jupiter because that's my favorite planet right now. But you're talking about <laughs> more from like a hermetic side of things, yes. just so we're this clear. Is, this is from a hermetic perspective. So there might be times when we might go to a different perspective, but right now this is from a hermetic perspective. Can you explain a little bit for the people who don't know what um, herm- hermeticism is and what it consists of? Can you um, give well, us a little overview? Hermeticism, I can give you a little bit of an overview. <laughs> yeah, just give us like the cliff notes, just some context. Bit. Um, so Hermeticism comes from Hermes Trismegistus. Um, well, it was written down, but it's it's basically a Greek Egyptian um, sort of melding hybrid. hybrid, you know, of of teachings, and it it focuses a lot on alchemy, and and you know, I think that at some point the alchemy was really about like changing lead into gold but like they're out of it came this whole this whole system of you know personal like the way that we use it today is more of a personal alchemy you know where and they're like you're changing it was really popular in the victorian era like yeah, they took it to sense. whole new heights it had like a whole renaissance going then especially it's, it's in gone- like the uk it's gone in waves, you know, and different forms. And this is like, what I'm talking about, I feel like is very modern, but I could, I could be wrong, you know, like, I I am not, I'm definitely more than a casual practitioner of planetary magic, but I'm not an expert practitioner in planetary magic. So, you know, I'm giving you a basic overview. um, And there's definitely people who are much more qualified to speak from an expert position. So just going in with that qualification, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's important that they know, you know, where you're standing from, because these traditions are very vast. And there's a lot of wisdom, a lot that's known to people, a lot that's privately kept for initiates, you know, yeah, and and it's, it's one of those traditions where you've gotten a sprinkling a little bit of this, a little bit of that over the years. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint 
what's true, authentic hermeticism and what's been added on throughout the years. So I think it's kind of a hybrid between some ancient principles and some modern principles. Oh, very much so. Very, very much so. And Alistair Crowley comes to mind with his tarot deck, but in any well, he event. went all out. He went <laughs> buck wild for hermeticism. <laughs> he made a whole other branch of it. I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even sure if he's considered hermetic or not. I feel like it's it's considered um, the golden he... dawn or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, back to our topic. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so let me just give you a brief idea of the planets, how they work within the system. And then let's go into Jupiter. So what we have are the seven classical planets. Um, and they are the sun, which is mainly dealing with vitality and health and, you know, like energy, um, the moon which is home, family, mother issues, um, relationships between mothers and children. Mercury is communication. Venus is love, glamour, you know, um, femininity. Mars is about victory, energy, will, and action, sometimes sex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saturn is the greater malefic and Saturn is a misunderstood planet. We should definitely do an episode on Saturn at some point. Um, but Saturn deals with karma and limitations mm -hmm. and can be, can be construed as, as a pretty heavy, you know, heavy energy. And then Jupiter is the greater benefic. And so it's sort of like, this also great, you know, this great energy, um, but more from a perspective of consciousness, expansion of consciousness. And with that comes expansion of, you know, your wealth and your, your vitality and your business relationships and your academia um, and really like anything that can come, anything that can really be benefited by the expansion of your consciousness. So I think you could tell why that would be my favorite to work with because it's really the greater benefit is kind of like, to me, it's sort of like an umbrella. It is specific, but it's sort of an umbrella over everything, you know, where mm -hmm. you can kind of work everything through Jupiter, you know? So um, these are the classical planets and those are the personal planets. And those are the, the planets that, um, that you, if you were going to be working, if you wanted to work under this system, you would be primarily starting with those seven planets. You can also work with Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto, but those are the outer planets, and those are, a, they're, they're more universal energy. So it's not really like personal ego identification that you're working with. It's more of this like large energy. And the so, energy seem to be a little bit colder too. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's like not if much you're working with like love magic, it's hotter magic, you're working with a, a closer planet than you would be like with Pluto. Yeah, you're working, you would be working with like probably Venus, maybe Mars, but pretty yeah. much probably Venus. Um, and I've worked with Venus and Venus is great. You know, I, I really liked working with Venus. Um, so yeah, so 
I think that's all I have to say about that. Did you, did you have anything that you wanted to add about the planet, you know, the planetary magic in general? Um, I think that it's interesting that there has been two renditions of planetary magic, the, the planetary form that, that um, from the perspective that we are the center of the universe and then there's yeah. the forms that came after once, you know, we realized like, oh shit, we're not the center. <laughs> oh, and, you, and we're round. <laughs> yeah. Well, what you're talking about is the fact that the earth is left off of that classical planet list. classical yeah and and that's something that I I struggle with as well because like I I um, I couldn't say that I work with earth as much as you do but I definitely you know earth is mother to me you know and I work with earth elements and I work with earth and I love earth you know I love being on this planet and so it is a little difficult to you know fully you know what's the right word fully Connect. it's not it's just like there's a part of me that does want to judge the whole system of planetary magic to begin with by leaving out earth magic but yeah. you know but you sort of have to like I mean I you, you don't have to do anything but <laughs> I sort of like take it for what it is you know take it as it is and then well and I then, think I think that earth magic is really kind of a sh- genre in and of itself there's such like like it is the story of humanity you know and all of the evolutions of life on this planet it's really in our solar solar system where the freak you know <laughs> like the other solar systems don't really have life they don't have people they don't have jobs and gold and taxes that and we problems. know of that you're Not right forget- that we know but i'm talking about just our solar system well, you could what be, we can gather, there's not much happening out there. I'm going to take this to a whole different conversation right now and be like, you don't know what's going on in the other dimensions. <laughs> uh, what makes you think I have an astral journey out there to see what the hell's going on? <laughs> and you don't find anything? <laughs> um, I don't find anything past Neptune. <laughs> like, it gets cold I don't, I've never traveled past our galaxy. I've only mm-hmm. stayed within our galaxy just for safety reasons. Um, unless I'm going to go directly to a particular system, you know, like yeah. the Pleiades or Orion. Looking around, like if I don't have a specific definition, uh, destination, I don't go outside our galaxy. Um, I... <sighs> Mars has an interesting vibration because you can tell that there may have been life there once. I mm-hmm. think I really am convinced that there may have been like human type life out there well, on that's, that particular planet. That's fascinating. And we need to discuss that in another episode. <laughs> Definitely. I'll give you my hot takes on the solar system. <laughs> Any day. And I still count Pluto as a planet. And what? <laughs> Me too. Me too. Poor Pluto. Just getting knocked around back there. Well, it might be a dwarf planet, but you know what? Great things come in small packages. I speak for, ex- from experience. Um, <laughs> now, I, th- I think when it, when it comes to working with these planets from a historical perspective, everything was Earth-based first. 
you know, we, mm. we focus on the rock that we're standing on before we, you know, really look outwards. You know what I mean? It, I think it's yeah. an up versus down mentality. You know, they didn't, it's like we get, we have this block, you know, because it looks so vast from our perspective, the idea that we are hurling through space in an elliptical orbit. Uh, I don't think like we have this mental block where we can't see that fully mm-hmm. or else we're just going to flip out, you know, because it's like roller skating, you know, free form. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah. when, but I think that with the earth-based traditions, because we stand on this rock, you know, that's where our focus is. We need to learn that first before we can then look outside of ourselves. Yeah. And I can't really speak to how this was developed and what the, you know, what the background or the knowledge was of the people who were practicing this in the very beginning, why they came to this, this associate, these associations, but I can speak to the power of working with the planets. And that's, that is something that is, is important to be said because it, it really is some powerful magic, you know? Well, why don't we talk Especially, a little bit about that? Like actually yeah, working so, with the planet itself. It's, like we'll so use it's, Jupiter as our, as our model for tonight. Yeah, because Jupiter is really, you know, Jupiter is a, a, an amazing planet to work with. Um, and when you think about it, so I think about it, I think people can, people can choose different ways to think about it, but I think about it as an archetype. And I really associate Jupiter heavily with grandfathers, specifically my grandfathers. And also magicians (laughs) and like magical knowledge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But when I work with them, I work with like a grandfatherly type of type of energy. And um, Jupiter as a as a whole, like I said, is the greater benefic and um, when we talk about it rules Sagittarius and Sagittarius has a lot to do with, um, spiritual wandering, you know, or, or like, yeah. you know, you ever know a Sagittarius, like they're not going to wait for anybody to move on to the next thing that they need to do, you know, <laughs> it's their own way. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I say that as being married to one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have some close close Sagittarius relationships, so you know. And what as you're a Capricorn, about. it yeah. drives me up a freaking wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like chaos to me. I can't make sense of it. There's no order, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but to me, it's like so. To me, it's like this generational energy, and you know, like I'm not. I definitely do work with Jupiter from a wealth perspective, but mm-hmm. it's also you know, the main thing is expanding the conscious consciousness. And with that, you're also expanding your consciousness for being able to take, you know, take knowledge and integrate it into your body, take wealth and integrate it into your life. You know, it's not just about getting something quick. It's about this. I mean, there are some times when you're working with Jupiter, things do come lightning fast and you sort of have to like expand yourself to to be able to hold it in otherwise it just kind of goes you know it'll move through you when it goes you know you have to you have to be sort of like lightning fast in your response in being able to hold that energy but one of the reasons why they say that Jupiter is about the expansion is about um the way that the planet is shaped 
the way that it's so large (laughs) besides the sun, it's the second largest of our bodies, you know, and it bulges on the equator because it moves so fast. When you think like something so large moves that fast that it actually bulges in the middle. So that's where we get the idea that this is an expansion planet. So, um, Anyway, (laughs) so the way, you know, I I really like to think about this is, and and so Jupiter, when we're talking about wealth too, you know, Jupiter with this generational wealth, what what it's really talking about is expanding your, you, you know, your, your ability to be in a reciprocity relationship with what you were given. So what I mean by that, you know, when you're talking about generational wealth, you know, that you are, you are given and you, and you give. So there's, there's this way of working with Jupiter on a very, very basic level where you can just, you can just use generosity, like true generosity is a way to expand your, your, you know, your holdings. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. So, um, you know, I would establish a relationship with Jupiter first before, you know, I will, you don't have to, but, you know, just in that, in that way, making it so much more powerful. Um, so, yeah. So basically in planetary magic, what we're doing is a lot of times will people will set up an altar to their specific, planet that they're working with um not always you know like I have some altars in my house that are already set up and I have no more space so I kind of like incorporate elements of the Jupiterian energy and what are some items that would go on these altars like yeah so say you know work with Jupiter or work within the cosmos yeah so I have actually very specific I have a lot. I have a list for you guys. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be very, very easy to set something up or just weave some things through your home, right? So, since Jupiter, Jupiter has this symbol that I want to incorporate. It's sort of like this two, and then and then a one, and it makes like this four. So there's this, you know. I tend to work with four candles for Jupiter. You can see four candles behind me. They are not, you know, all in the right colors, but. I have that as part of my dedication to Jupiter working with four Mm -hmm. candles, purple or blue, you know, those are really good colors for Jupiter. Um, I found out after the fact, I've always loved non-champa and I found out that that was one of the ones that you should offer to Jupiter. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a classic reason. (laughs) Non-champa, you know, you're thinking of this like grandfatherly type of energy. So like, Oh, that's the old man smell. I sort of, yeah. I sort of think (laughs) of like the old, old spice, you know, like Like smoking a tobacco pipe. And that's another (laughs) cable knit sweater. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cigars, you know, fine cigars you can offer to Jupiter on your altar. Sweater vests and house <laughs> <Yeah>. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you could, well, that's one of the things too, is like getting really dressed up on a Thursday. You know, it doesn't have to be on a Thursday, but Thursday is Thursday, which is associated with Jupiter. So getting dressed up in these like, you know, your your nicest clothes and, and having, you know, cooking like a really gourmet kind of meal and and offering some of that it doesn't have to be like gourmet gourmet but you know like 
that's the fighter things in life you know yeah yeah like a good cut of meat you know i think jupiter kind of appreciates meat and veg- roasted vegetables kind it's of like that thing. luxury you know, like, you know? Yeah. Simple luxury, right? Like we're not talking about like extravagant luxury, no, but like no. a nice cut of something, you know, like something braised, you know, something along those lines. So yeah, the $15 you can dollar with- bottle of wine in the bathtub yeah. instead of the $5. <laughs> instead yeah, of and, wine. <laughs> and you're thinking about, you know, you're thinking about in that aspect of the, you know, the generosity, you know, like you're being generous to yourself. You're, you're making yourself like you're elevating yourself, you know, well, like, you're almost the sacrifice, you know, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, but it's fun. It's like parties, you know, you can have this, what are they called when you have, when you serve a dinner to, to the, to the deity or the ancestors feasting. Yeah, feasting, but there's another term that I was thinking of. I can't remember it. That's okay. So anyway, so carnations are good. And then you can also use stones like um, turquoise, lapis lazuli, blue lace agate. Um, Juniper is great. And I have juniper bushes out in front of my house too. And I had put them before I started working with Jupiter. So that's another reason why I feel sometimes called from Jupiter, but... Anyway. And, you work, <laughs> and you work specifically with money manifestation, which is another association. Well, yeah, yeah, I do. And I feel like kind of called by my grandfathers to do that too. So that's another w- weird association for me. So it's sort of like layering Jupiter in is layering it in for me personally with all these other elements. But, you know, yeah. you might find that some of these things you're like, oh, hey, you know, some of these things I'm also, you know, have a, an attraction to or and that can happen with any deity or planet, you know, you just need to like really pay attention to that kind of stuff because that's where you're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. It's part of listening so, to your spirits. Yeah. And um, so there's one thing that is like the most important part of working with Jupiter, I feel like is, or any planet, you know, or any deity is, really like in your free time reading about thinking about you know talking to praying to just trying to have this relationship you know like when you're making your offerings you're not do you know you put yourself into it you you know turn yourself on and and put yourself into what you're doing and and really build a relationship with you know whatever you're working with in this case jupiter but, (laughs) and then, and then also thanking, you know, by, by giving gifts to other people, giving gifts, you know, even, you know, to Jupiter or, you know, anonymously somewhere and giving gifts is another really good way that you can, you can work that into your daily mundane life. So I feel like that's something that is definitely, you know, another great way to layer that in without being obvious. You know? Yeah, perfect. So, Very nice. So that's about all I have. <laughs> I hope everybody, you know, who's interested in working with Jupiter has an amazing time doing it. And I know I've been benefited so much by working with this planet, even just to the small extent that I have. Yeah, if anybody wants to share their experiences, make sure you leave a comment on this video or you can reach out to us but through email rebel crow psychic show at gmail.com um we hope you guys stay tuned next week um we do a podcast episode once a week on thursdays 
I'm Athena Silver, I'm a professional psychic medium. Um, I do tarot readings, mediumship readings, and different spiritual services. If you'd like to have a reading with me, please see my website, readingswithathenasilver.com. And my Instagram is at athena.silver. My TikTok is athena underscore silver. And my Facebook is at readings with Athena Silver. How can they get a hold of you, Anya? Yeah, so I'm a certified hypnotherapist and I specialize in past life regressions and I'm a tarot reader. And you can reach me at Anya River, A-N-J-A-R-I-V-E-R on Facebook and Instagram. Very nice. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed and we will catch you back here next week. Have a good night. Bye.